maybe she's a renaissance woman, right? Maybe she doesn't live her life. Renaissance you know. woman? She's in a 24-hour gym. Okay, you know, okay, wait. You can this draw is, the line. This is the second time that you have uh, misinterpreted the definition of renaissance woman <laughs> slash man <laughs> on the podcast. What does it mean? Renaissance. Does okay, it, mean? it doesn't you know, the mean. powder rig <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Show Me Yours podcast with Jackie and Johnny. I'm Jackie Agnew. I'm Johnny DeVito. And I'm Tyler Boisano. You're goddamn Ooh. right. Yeah. Uh, thank you for, for joining us again, or if it's your, your first time, uh, welcome. Welcome. And yeah. where the, the heck have you been, yeah. partner? We've been waiting um, here butt naked for weeks. Yeah. It's cold. It's yeah. cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as per usual, uh, hit that subscribe button, uh, the old like a uh, leave a little comment, commenty poo. Sure. Um, <laughs> follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. Um, um, we do TikToks? TikTok, um, and uh, and uh, come out um, and watch us perform live. Ooh, that's the way at, to do. That's uh, the way to do it. At King's Head mm-hmm. Pub every mm-hmm. Tuesday in old uh, Kitsilano. Yeah. Uh, links to to all of that shit mm-hmm. is uh, below there. But most importantly, hit that like. Um, five stars oh, yeah. review I comments. Like twenty of those stickers out at the show last yeah. time. So if there's twenty new listeners, then hello. Yeah. And if not, then jokes on me. And uh, and Ty, what do you what do you got? Uh, we got uh, Common Ring's got some awesome stuff uh, happening. We got the roast battle mm-hmm. happening on May nineteenth at Calabash. Mm-hmm. Uh, the women's title will be defended by Jackie Agnew. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jackie will be fin- defending her title. Uh, also, uh, I believe Ravi Kana will be in a triple threat match with John Gagnon. And uh, and Fung there and oh, we're gonna see. be three ways. That's yeah, yeah. Sweet. We're okay. gonna do a triple threat nice. uh, and see you the title. It was a uh, big upset last time. It was crazy mm-hmm. time. So the roast yeah. battle is gonna be going on every two weeks at uh, Calabash. Yeah. We're super pumped about that. Uh, and then we got some. Uh, uh, I got some announcements coming up uh, here as far Ooh. as uh, we will be uh, at the Amsterdam Cafe uh, on uh, May 18th, the day Fuck before the roast yeah. battle. Hell so yeah. that'll be like Fuck a yeah. uh, 420 friendly show and all that, bro. Uh, so yeah. yeah, go check Very them all fun. out on Eventbrite Comedy Ring. Boom. Nice. Yeah. I didn't realize that was the show that we were booked on the 18th. <laughs> oh, very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Just got the old classic Adrian available the 18th. <laughs> yeah, that's why I love <laughs> the Comedy Ring. Like, yeah, I don't know where. I don't know <laughs> what time. I just know on that day I'm going to do comedy. Listen, oh, yeah, we, tried, listen we tried. We tried. It's like home base. Yeah. We're still looking for the home base. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's fucking But awesome. people know us. It's just like a nomadish yeah, <laughs> production where it's like, yeah, we'll be here. We'll just make this. That's the best thing about it. Right, like the comedy ring exists in your heart. You know what I mean? Like it's not like location. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's not a brick and mortar place like a fucking Seven Eleven or a Starbucks that some piece of shit could throw a fucking brick through the window. What the comedy ring is is something more than that. And I think that uh, you know when it does find a you know what I mean a home, that's gonna be great. But um, it's never you know what I mean. The brick and the mortar is never gonna be the you know the thing to me. Right. right? Yeah. You know we do yeah. more stuff at, at uh, a Calabash as well too. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out. 
Comedy ring lives within your heart. It's true. Yeah. yeah. It's much like Never like Neverland. Much <laughs> like hate. They're side yeah, by I side. Like, I thought that's where Johnny was going with yeah. it. I didn't want to. He's talking so about I pulled back, but then <laughs> yeah, you came back. See, I saw you pull it back. They're, they're they're, like, they've linked arms but around. Still, heart, I was yeah, going to say, yeah. it's, like, it's like a home is where the hardest <laughs> thing. It's like comedy ring <laughs> is wherever Ravi is screaming slurs on stage. I think you could put like a pallet in the back of a garage and that could be the comedy ring. And I would still support it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I looked at a garage space for us. Do it here. <laughs> hey, I think you got the means to make it happen right here. You got all the chairs stacked we up do. there. Yeah, you yeah, could yeah. put on a show. Parts right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be actually kind of cool if you did like different, uh, like different kind of like uh, alt shows or whatever in the bedrooms and stuff yeah. like that, and then blew out like a like a big main. Show room your neighbors what a noisy. I feel like that's gonna get yeah. real weird yeah. Yeah. real quick. <laughs> oh yeah, and I know that's why you want me to have a Johnny, but. I just can't, bro. Did you see me try to shoehorn like a sex room into the whole comedy? I did. Did you see? Okay. I did. All right. I did. Uh, Your bedroom. You're not going to be using that, right? We're going (laughs) to. I mean, there's a bed already in there. Lock the door. Johnny just shows up with tarps. My God damn it. (laughs) What is this not cool? It's not not cool. (laughs) It's just, it's the weird thing is that when uh, I was. I was in Vegas. I was with some friends of mine, and we were going to see um, uh, a band, at, like an after show at Punk Rock Bowling. And I could just hear like jingling going around or whatever. And I mean, there's a bunch of like punk kids or whatever, so like chain wallets and and whatever, not very far from mm-hmm. there. But um, th- it was I could see it kind of like muffling under his shirt. And my buddy was just wearing like nipple clamps just under his shirt to like not for show or anything like mm-hmm. that just because he wanted his nipples clamped the entire time that he was at this show wow and uh, he came up to me halfway through the show like i'm clutching him shit like like because they got ripped off at a mosh pit obviously of course, yeah <gasps> but you Ooh. know what i mean some people are just uh, they, some do? people go the next level and i appreciate them for that. right yeah yeah mm-hmm. clamp them up clamp them up give them the clamp um, but yeah, we have a well. We have a great album to to, uh, to yeah, dissect today. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we get into it, we have a very exciting news story. I think related mm. to the album as well. Yeah. Um, we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you somehow. <laughs> I can't wait for this. Um, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. This is exciting. We haven't done a uh, uh, paranormal story in a in a minute on mm-hmm. the podcast, and this used to be a staple. This um, the, the podcast was going to be ghosts and Bigfoot and farts for like yeah. a lo- really long time before we decided that. Like music is something that we love and it's something that we want to do. And I love the show, yeah. but is um, the more paranormal, the better. Exactly. And um, you know what I mean? A story like this, I'm really excited to sink my teeth into. Uh, a woman in Ashland has spotted a Bigfoot. Now, she was uh, exiting a gym mm-hmm. uh, late at night, which at is... At midnight. At midnight. Which sounds a little suspect 24-hour gym. But? Uh, but it is prime Bigfoot sighting hours between the hours of 10 p.m and 6 a.m is typically when you're going to get a valid class Absolutely. a bigfoot <laughs> class a. As Jackie put it earlier. i love no no i love the classification of it right like yeah, we're gonna yeah. get we're gonna get a little bit deeper but i would uh, i would consider this a class a sighting as well um what the what what basically what we have here is that this woman saw the bigfoot mm-hmm. and i think what you have here um is um just a case of a lady that um Maybe saw something crazy, but now once you tell mm-hmm. something, it gets a little bit farther from you than, right. you, than you can really contain. So um, a 20-year-old woman walked out of the warehouse 24-hour gym around midnight, her workout complete. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. It's just important information, right? Like she got her tread on. Everyone knows leg day was not skipped. One hundred percent. This bitch ain't skipped. No, good to know. Make sure that's in the article. I finished my workout. Yeah. Did you imagine if the only reason that she was there is because like she was like skipping leg day, but then like the you know what I mean inside it was just eating her up, so she could just see the clock ticking, right? And he's like, well, no, fucking, I'm not skipping leg day. Get there before midnight. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What if I go out of here and get interviewed by the news about something? Yeah, I need to be clear. My workout was complete. <laughs> when I was exiting the, the That's 24 some liar hour warehouse, shit. Like, gym. I mean, I've, I've, no, no, it wasn't. Your workout was yeah. not complete. Like, if you had to say it, then it wasn't. And like, I feel like that's still eating you up inside. Yeah. yeah. She turned to the right. Everyone close their eyes so you can, you can set the scene. She turned to the right and headed to her car in the well lit parking lot. There were no other vehicles in the lot on that side of the building, which was constructed and opened in 2018. There's a lot of interesting backstory. A lot of information <laughs> in this article. A lot of information. You know? Um, we got a journalist really flexing the, the muscles here. But she was reportedly not alone on the cool, clear Ooh. spring night of April 24th. You want to know it's cool. You want to yeah. know it's clear. You want to know it's spring night, it right? Because there's a, there, there is writing. no problem with visibility here. So, sorry. The woman heard a twig snap. She looked and saw a creature, seven or eight feet tall and covered in gray fur, racing back into the woods about 30 yards away. It was far too large, likely several hundred pounds, and moved too quickly to be a man, she believed, shaken and in tears. She called her parents from a nearby restaurant, asking them to come and drive her home. Does she not have a cell phone? Yeah. Why wouldn't she go to the gym? Like April 21st, <laughs> 1975. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting, yeah, that um, you kind of go back in time here, right? Right. But, like, I mean, if you're the, maybe maybe she's a renaissance woman, right? Maybe she doesn't live her life. Renaissance you know? woman? She's at a 24-hour gym. Okay, you know, okay, wait. You can this draw is, the line. This is the second time that you have uh, misinterpreted the definition of renaissance woman <laughs> slash man <laughs> on the podcast. What does it mean? Renaissance. What does okay. it mean? It doesn't mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think traditionally, when it's used colloquially, it means uh, a person that lives uh, of the Renaissance. It's a person that has many talents, you know. So like a a, a Donald yeah, Glover. Mean they like Much like the yeah, it doesn't mean that they're dressed up and and. <laughs> And living like it's the Renaissance period, it means that you're good at many things. So someone like a Donald Glover would be called a modern day Renaissance man. I thought you were just wait, a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> guys, guys, I mean, no, no disrespect to Donald Glover, right? But you are sitting next to Johnny DeVito, probably one of the most talented athletes on planet Earth. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Definitely yeah. gifted okay. to the point that like I wasn't going to bring it up. I wasn't going to bring it up. Neither were really we. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying pretty hard to Old bring it up. Old Johnny DeVito here. <laughs> played pitch and putt yesterday. Mm -hmm. Played pitch and putt yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, a, you're on the 12th hole, I believe. 12th hole, yes. 55 yards. Hole. 55 yards. <laughs> hole in one, Johnny DeVito. <laughs> Who You've been playing it? golf for two weeks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're all super happy about it. Including <laughs> uh, his brother, who was golfing with him at the time. Yes, 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 yes. He gave me the clubs. I talked to my dad last night, and it uh, turns out that my dad gave my brother those clubs, and I believe my grandfather gave them to uh, him before he passed. Yeah. So I'm just wondering how many fucking DeVitos got to swing those sticks until somebody knows how to use one. And, uh, <laughs> Johnny came home, called his dad, and told him, then called his nana and told her about Dude, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Called, uh, just yeah. went through his contact list. Yes. Called oh, everyone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I ignored the call. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
it was a bummer because like we were talking yesterday, Ty, and you weren't having the best days. So like I did, I did not want to I didn't want to rub it so in. <laughs> Well, if it makes you feel any better, I got a hole in one today. <laughs> <laughs> just like, fuck, man, it's just like I've had a rough he's week like, and it's not a great day. He's like, tough, tough go, man, tough go. He's like, uh, well, uh, this um, is the best okay. day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know that game that you try really hard at? Uh, <laughs> turns out it's not very difficult yeah, well, at all. I was wearing my van slip-ons. <laughs> and uh, just beat the game. Yeah. <laughs> cool story. Yes. It's like you hit that like Mario time warp bullshit. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah, we'll 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 get into the that, that must have felt really good. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely did. I was in disbelief. But Rarer anyways, than a Devito getting a hole in one is seeing a Sasquatch. Yeah, That's back yeah. into the stone. Now yeah, that we've you. defined Renaissance, man. <laughs> For okay, so in my defense, I believe that I was using it of uh in in the. As like a synonym for like something of a bygone era. Yeah, of a person who lives as though it's the Renaissance era, which is fair. I don't even know what time period the Renaissance was. Um, 1500s? French Revolution? I don't know. I have no idea. What year of social studies? (laughs) (laughs) 1600s? That's my guess. There you go. Sorry, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. that. (laughs) (laughs) Feel free to fact check us. Tangent. Um, so she, so, and also, why did she go to a nearby restaurant to call her parents when she had just exited the gym, which also presumably has a phone? I think there's so a little bit more to the story. Like, restaurant. I think that she yeah. was. Yeah, why? Well, we're getting so much backstory. They don't tell us the name of the restaurant she goes into. Yeah. I think she was and doing when, something what, completely what, different. What, uh, your, that, that was built in. Better have a Sasquatch special. <laughs> well, 100%. I think if you're an organ, like any Pacific Northwest um, restaurant that doesn't have any kind of big uh, Bigfoot or um, Sasquatch kind of theme or, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. baby Sasquatches eat free, like sign on the door. Then, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then I feel like oh, you're fucking yeah, up. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, yeah you that's love that. cute. You love yeah, you that. love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, she had likely encountered a Sasquatch, according to nationally acclaimed Bigfoot investigator Matthew Moneymaker. <laughs> Matthew Moneymaker. How do these people expect credibility on anything? Your <laughs> last name is Mr. Moneymaker. You, you know what pisses me off is that we've been in the um, you know in the in the business of um, preserving the name of Bigfoot. You know yeah, what I mean? Honestly, true. like if we were going to go out and do some kind of like Bigfoot hunt or do anything like that, it would basically be to um, drive people's attention towards us and mm-hmm. away from the actual Bigfoot, right? Like you know what I mean? Right. I think that um, uh, when People will use the noble Bigfoot, you know what I mean, just to capitalize on it and make money. Yeah, that's you know that's, you are pr- yeah. you're kind of a prick. It's an ongoing and issue. It's really hard for me not to look at a guy named fucking Matthew Moneymaker mm-hmm. and not just want to punch him in the face on principle. Right. So you know, fuck this guy, but we'll continue and because yeah. he is and doing. You gr- see he is his good face though. Yes. Yeah. We'll we'll put, a, oh, we'll put a, a picture of him um, somewhere while while this is going on. Yeah. Um, so this is the exact picture that I'm looking at right now. He looks like a Matthew moneymaker. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but, and he has devoted much of his life to the pursuit of the mysterious creature, including the national cable TV show Finding Bigfoot. So Moneymaker, a California resident who founded the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization in 1995, spoke to the woman and her father before posting report number 69065 on his website. There were plans to visit her in person to gain for more information and research at the location of the sighting outside the gym at 1151 Commerce Parkway on the city's east side. Unfortunately, 
Some of the woman's friends and coworkers learned of her experience through the website and made light of her claim. She and her father asked her name be removed from the website report, a request with which Moneymaker complied. She isn't interested in further participation, though she isn't backing off what she claims she saw. She stands by what she saw, and so do her parents. You know, she's 20, and she doesn't want the ridicule, right? Exactly. A lot of people... It's tragic, you know? It, it really is. It really is. think <laughs> that she's a loon, <laughs> you know? They Are you fucking kidding me? Wait. <laughs> 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 you kidding me? <laughs> you don't think it's just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to heal. <laughs> I'm going to she was in tears. She, oh <laughs> she was the right problem, This is the problem. This is the problem with any kind they of got bears or up there? any kind of. Um, they got bears up there, right? I'm sure they have bears. Yes, a Pacific but North a bear sure. is, doesn't similar, stand similar upright with swinging arms mm-hmm. and bolt mm-hmm. off running ah, like a people's man. People's memories are crazy. That's She's true. working out at midnight. What's happening? Hey, here? regardless, <laughs> what of what, we, regardless <laughs> of what our opinion of her experience is. This is the um, this is the exact kind of thing that um, makes people not want to speak out about these kind of. Oh, um, so you know, I'm super, part of the problem. I'd be yeah, absolutely yeah. Part. You are oh, part of the people trying that to- if you saw her name, you would be bullying her and saying, "Oh, Mrs. Bigfoot over here, Whoa, you've how never seen a bear a fa- before." It's like every time, it's like, how do you not have a phone? to like I, I agree I, I absolutely agree but the Bigfoot is an elusive creature I've actually mm-hmm. um, well I mean me and Jackie have talked in, a, in extensive detail on this show about um, Bigfoot kind of being like more of like an interdimensional kind of um, traveler or whatever right mm-hmm. I think of the maybe even like from an extraterrestrial um, kind of place if he's coming maybe here the reason that he doesn't want to um, interact with humans is that we're kind of a cancer on this planet right so mm-hmm. it really is important with um with Bigfoot research, if that is the case or whatever um capacity that they're here, they're more here to um kind of communicate with the with the Earth itself rather than the um the species that is re- kind of killing it. You know what I mean? So there's a reason for Bigfoot to want to remain elusive because mm-hmm. we're just going to lock it up. You've seen King Kong, you know what I mean? Bigfoot is probably <laughs> familiar is with this with the flu. Well. <laughs> I'm about to talk with Johnny about this. Like somehow, you just let him go long enough, mm-hmm. he'll loop in every <laughs> fucking conspiracy. <laughs> Shot JFK. hundred percent. I just want people to be comfortable coming <laughs> forward with these stories as a yeah. paranormal um you know and the and the and the reason right, it's, it's right, the ridicule right. it's the ridicule that she faces that made her want to pull the thing off and when basically yeah. she was probably gonna keep it to herself. It's her dad that um uh that contacted this um this uh, yeah, Bigfoot Mr. Research Moneymaker. Society yeah, yeah. and kind of uh, made a big enough thing about it. And I mm-hmm. think that you know, you have Michael fucking moneymaker trying to just basically pay the fucking rent off of this thing, mm-hmm. which now I Though, think is ridiculous. to be fair, I don't think he's particularly trying to make money off of this. He is saying he's trying to have people believe this is a this is a real thing. This this woman was young and terrified exiting the gym after her workout was complete. Yeah, I don't know what you um, type, but we believe women over yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 20-year-olds? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I turned 35 last week, motherfucker. I'm just yeah. like, I don't know, me at 20? Yeah, um, I don't believe uh, what, but, what uh, I did, but, um, but I, I believe I was there. With their dabs and all that crazy <laughs> things those kids are doing these days? Um, with their dabs? Yeah. <laughs> you are yeah. Going to the gym at midnight? <laughs> working on their twerks? Um, <laughs> 
But uh, just to, cool. um, to 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 piggyback off of what Johnny was saying, I am not. Um, I don't adhere to the to the multi-dimensional theory. Actually, I think it's that. Moonstruck. Yeah, I think that. Um, <laughs> I even admit that. <laughs> um, I think that these creatures uh, live like in the woods um, and they're, they're just, you know, natural creatures that we don't see because they know that they're, um, they're hunted, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know. uh, I, I grew up, my house is literally in the woods and I don't know if you're in the forest during the daytime, lovely. If you go in that shit at night, shit changes. (laughs) (laughs) And so who's to say that, um, I would say it's more likely that there are Bigfoots running around there uh, at night because who the fuck knows what's going on over there, you know? And I didn't have another point. I think the idea, like, there's a reason that you don't see cats, you know what I mean, running through the um, mm-hmm. through the forest in the daytime exactly. and stuff like that, right? We don't really understand the species. Might be mm-hmm. nocturnal, you know what I mean? Might want to, you know, they don't want to be. See, they're more scared of us than we are scared of them. Of they're like spiders, you mm-hmm. know. They don't want to be seen because they know that they are. I mean, like you said, we've all seen King Kong. They don't want to be uh, be uh, captured and taken to 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 the big city mm-hmm. to be uh, paraded around like some sort of ghoul. Um, Is these that are plan with, the, with the Bigfoot, the One hundred percent. I don't trust a really rackety, like rickety wooden stage. I mean, it's I'm a cautionary put, tale. It might be a vaudeville it's kind a of cautionary situation. Cautionary tale. Yeah. That's <laughs> a, <laughs> you don't think humans would do that? I would. Um, hey, listen. I, as long as Godzilla gets summoned, I am. <laughs> We're not taking any chances. Uh, By the way, Godzilla vs Kong fucking ruled. That was awesome. I just watched. Yeah, that. what? Yeah. Like that was. Yeah, that was a little bit ago though, right? I think. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, it was. Fought, like, on the aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that was dope. I would hesitate to guess that perhaps the the writers of the King Kong fable are Bigfoot believers, and this is um, a, uh, a, a like a dramatic a, retelling, a dramatic retelling, or um, a, like I said, a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, because like this is what's going to happen. The writers <laughs> of that of King yeah. Kong were actually people from the future. When they mm-hmm. do get Bigfoot yeah, and exactly. do chat, and then they go back in time to be like, They're like "How are we gonna get this out? This is what's we'll gonna make happen." A movie, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll show them. Yeah, can we do? No, we can't make it Bigfoot because people are gonna think we're crazy. Totally. So we're yeah. gonna do a big gorilla. No one's ever gonna believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Story Just you wait. <laughs> They're not even going to be able to understand <laughs> time travel, especially in the 1920s or whatever. Mm-hmm. That um, that Bigfoot, <laughs> um, that the Bigfoot, or sorry, that the uh, that the King Kong original movie came out. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so Moneymaker, who um, <laughs> who um, has a law degree from the University of Akron. Yeah, that that, um, that stood out to me. Said that the woman's stories raises far more green flags than red ones. It was those green flags that led me to believe there is something to this, he said. Mm. Her father is the one who filed the report on the website. He has a lot of trust and faith in his daughter and what she said she saw that night. He knows she saw something that scared her. According to the report Moneymaker authored, the Ashland woman was certain the creature she saw was not any other kind of animal or a human being in a costume which we have gone over a story where there were multiple sightings of Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget, it was in Wisconsin? 
I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it ended up being someone in a Bigfoot costume uh, scaring people. So that's always a concern. Again, yep, yep. These Same thing with the Patterson Gimlin, the, uh, the, the, mm -hmm. the most famous um, Bigfoot mm -hmm. footage. Um, you, you saw it all over the place in the 90s. It was a Patterson mm -hmm. Gimlin tape. Mm -hmm. And um, basically, I believe it yeah, was... It's like a wristwatch. It was, yeah, it was, or <laughs> it was either Patterson or Gimlin or whatever that uh, one of them admitted to filming and the other one admitted to, um, to wearing Well, the and then suit. there's also a guy um, who says that he was like hired to be the Bigfoot. Oh on, yeah. on that mm -hmm. on, on that footage yeah. so and he has but didn't like get the role <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he got the role he didn't get the pay yeah. and he's pissed yeah There's yeah a, it's a whole like, what is the callback like, fucking, um, <laughs> fucking it's either Patterson or Gimlin because one of them is dead now mm -hmm. the other one is still alive lives like up the road from this guy and he has like a fucking um, the guy who says he was hired to play the Bigfoot has a Bigfoot like head on his fence and so like Gimlin has to drive past it every day <laughs> <laughs> It's the biggest wow. fuck you ever. <laughs> yeah. Right? But like I think that um uh I was trying to think of a like a funny idea or something of how to like explain this whole thing and like maybe Bigfoot is actually like in the Pacific Northwest there might just be like larger furry community than mm -hmm. you think. And there's always like one guy at the party that's like that you don't want to <laughs> change when you get there, you know what I mean? Like you want to show up with like, you know what I mean, with your yeah, fit. Yeah, you got too on. high. You know, yeah, exactly. So maybe yeah, or maybe he just he just lives like down the road and he's just like, Oh, I'll just fuck off through the back here mm -hmm. and then somebody's looking out the back window or whatever and spots kind of that situation. Oh, right? Shit, that's that a twenty four hour gym. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Constructed in twenty eighteen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many that's what I don't like about this story. This particular article that could just be oh, the yeah. writer's fault. It's like, yeah. there are so many details about the dumbest shit. <laughs> they have nothing, but then, like, not good details. Yeah. Like, exactly. How come you can tell me exactly where that where the gym is, but you can't what? tell me the restaurant? What's going on? Like, yeah. Why is there so, like, it's just, why did you leave out the sick? It's, ah, it's dumb. Well, totally. we do have a, a more detailed account of the encounter. Um, so it ran back into the woods at an angle to, to right and was quickly obscured from her view by the corner of the gym building. She only saw a side view as it ran off with large arms swinging. It would be more of a... Mm -hmm. the back. Mm -hmm. oh, you, okay, you like it. <laughs> That's the classic, you know, he runs like that. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, she, she. Um, there, oops. And so... <coughs> Where was I? Right. Um, <laughs> we're running. We're running. <laughs> yeah, we're running. Um, she said she most likely would not have noticed it at all, but for the noise of the twig breaking, which she assumed was caused by the creature standing on wood debris. Which Fucking duh. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, as, as, far so as, <laughs> as far as an article, I want to believe so fucking bad. I'm Fox Mulder <laughs> in my heart. And, like, when you fucking write an article like that... This no is not the fault. Shit. This is not the fault of the of the the cider. No, uh, this no, is the no, fault no, of no, the, no, the, no, the, no, the. No, of course not. The woman. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You um, know, <laughs> get her account. Yeah. And this guy's putting <laughs> all this extra fucking fluff on this article, and it's pissing me <laughs> off. <laughs> the way it bolted off when it fled is what frightened her the most. It was very fast. Mm -hmm. The girl's father went to the site the next morning and found lots of deer tracks and exposed patches of ground around that parcel of woods. A quarry often pursued by Sasquatch. Um, Moneymaker, who is familiar with the area, used maps available on the internet to examine the surrounding area, resulting in more green flags. Whichever way that deer would use to access that island of woods behind the warehouse gym is likely the same pathway the Sasquatch would have used. If a deer or Sasquatch came to those woods from the north, there is only a hundred yards or so of exposed field to cross in the dark before reaching a large swampy area connected to the Jerome Fork of the Mohican River. 
So the location is more plausible for a Sasquatch than it appears at first in aerial photos. The key element is the presence of deer. That shows there is both a pathway and a reason for a Sasquatch to approach the edge of development late at night. He said the recent economic development on the eastern edge of the Ashland community has likely encroached on areas that Sasquatch have fre- frequented previously unseen. I mean, his, he has the name of an asshole and the face of a douche, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's quality, that's quality research point. right there. You know, you can't deny the fact. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Ty, what do you think? There's no way. I can't take this dude seriously. You can't give me M squared Matthew's moneymaker and just be spitting out coordinates and all this bullshit. It's just like it's just like all like I love that he just looked at he looked at one Google map and then and then wrote a like a decently worded paragraph. (laughs) That's where the law background comes from. And I like how they described it as maps available on the internet. Like if it wasn't right. The article. <laughs> he should have just wrote this article, and I probably would I have been like, we, I'm yeah. sure I'm, I'm going to look into um, the uh, mm-hmm. um, the organization that he has set up. We're going to have links to it of below course, if anybody yeah. wants to uh, look deeper mm-hmm. into some Bigfoot research. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely... We're all about that on this side of the camera. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah, it just goes... Get, goes more into how this is prime Bigfoot location because it's a swampy area, because it was previously undeveloped, and because of the presence of deer. These are all things um, that, that Big Feet Bears flock to. love. They <laughs> love it. 100%. Sorry, Bigfoot. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Moneymaker assigned the Ashland sighting a Class A rating, the highest on his three-tiered scale. Oh. According to his website, the difference between the classifications relates to the potential for misinterpretation of what was observed or heard. A given witness might be very credible, but could have honestly misinterpreted something that was seen, found, or heard. Thus, for the most part, the circumstances of the incident determine the potential for misinterpretation and therefore the classification of the report. Class A reports involve clear sightings in circumstances where misinterpretation or misidentification of other animals can be ruled out with greater confidence. In Ashland, there are only three possibilities. Either the witness is lying, which I'm sure she is not, or she saw someone in a Bigfoot costume, which makes no sense. Ordinarily... Oh, dude, no. <laughs> you can't deal in absolutes when you deal or with cryptics and like and, and any kind of paranormal stuff like that, right? Because anytime no anybody that's like a, re- like a paranormal researcher deals mm. in absolutes, you, you kind of sound like an asshole to he, anybody that okay, doesn't believe. Okay, he clarifies. Okay. He clarifies. Ordinarily in a hoax, the person reporting the sighting or taking the photos is in on the scam, as was the case with the Patterson-Gimlin film. Or she saw a real Bigfoot, which I believe is the case here. After a while of doing these kind of investigations, you get pretty good at knowing when <laughs> someone is telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How, how, like very professional and then yeah. unprofessional, <laughs> <So> casual <laughs> yeah. about it, too. So his argument basically is that... Um, it's unlikely this that like, come on, you gotta believe me. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's that the it's argument. There is less likelihood in this particular area that she misidentified this creature as as some other animal. And it is unlikely that it's a hoax because she does she was genuinely scared, mm-hmm. um, as was her as were her parents. Um, and it's scared enough to, to make this report. It doesn't seem like this 20-year-old girl is the mastermind behind mm-hmm. uh, a Bigfoot hoax. Therefore, um, Bigfoot. 
Right. Yeah. I totally follow that line. <laughs> what it does, what, what this kind of... talking about? What this kind <laughs> of story does... <laughs> I'm with you, babe. I'm with you. What this kind of story does is that it doesn't okay. it doesn't rule out anything out. It's mm-hmm. we don't we don't have any concrete evidence, of course. This but is just for classification purposes. One hundred percent, right? Mm-hmm. And what we're yeah. doing is keeping yeah. the the dream alive. Exactly. And now we, it ge- it gets added to the list of thousands of credible sightings over the years, including oh, yeah. many in the Mohican River area, mm-hmm. adding yet more credibility to the Ashland. Totally, Women's we're going to put report. it in our dossier, which is a mile long. Um, yes. <laughs> At least. Moneymaker goes on to say, my hypothesis is they follow water. Creeks, streams, rivers, ridgelines, and abandoned railroad beds, as well as power line routes. Those are the same pathways followed by deer, which Sasquatch are seeking. According to his website, this marks the sixth Sasquatch sighting in Ashland County, dating back to 1943, when a man recalled being picked up by a Bigfoot as a child. Fucking a! I mean, the, I'd, 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 oh, I'd, every every story I have, everyone, everyone <laughs> loves <laughs> that because <laughs> it's the Sasquatch didn't eat that baby. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. When he's he's <laughs> which is like for sure good. Yeah, happen. the way that he's kind of depicting Bigfoot as like um uh kind of like a nomadic predatory animal feeding off of deer is like a theory that I'm, I don't necessarily don't prescribe to is one that um mm-hmm. that hasn't come to uh, to our attention yet. Yeah, but, um, but de- def- definitely interesting. Yeah, I feel like um. There's so much, um, I don't know, hearsay and, and, and disbelief when it comes to Bigfoot. When, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you have um, Class A accounts like this popping yeah. up all over the Pacific Northwest and video footage yeah. of Bigfoot yeah. actually abducting the Beastie Boys in the Triple Trouble video. Oh. Right. You know what I mean? From right. 2007, is, right? Is right. It's a fisheye right. lens. It is. Yeah. Hard yeah. to tell. But <laughs> As we all know, but every Beastie Boys video is <laughs> fisheye lens. 100%. But the, 100%. The, the, the issue is that people don't want to believe. You know, they mm-hmm. want to classify it as uh, different animals or as people playing a silly prank yep. um, but if you just let go of your reservations 100%. and and you know believe in something for yeah, once welcome, in your life welcome, like, welcome curiosity mystery. in life into your life welcome a little whimsy 100%. if you will I know moneymaker uh, this is a moneymaker quote um, <laughs> I know it's hard to accept they are real until you have your own face to face encounter mm-hmm. People keep trying to fit them into the mold of other species. We're thinking of them as humans, like they would have a home address. They continue to move around, often at night, when deer are more likely to be active. They're not He's really on the deer. <laughs> He's really He's fixating on the deer. Yeah, okay. They're not often going to be walking around in daytime in full view. Everyone, everything goes quiet at night between 10 p.m. and sunrise. That's the most likely time for a Sasquatch sighting. So unless you're perusing around um, and you have a good grasp on what goes on in the woods between 10 p.m. and sunrise, who are you to uh, to knock down the possibility, the very real likelihood mm-hmm. of a whole class of creatures, and you're saying they don't exist? How I, dare you? I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think? I didn't even really get the camera jacket, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> right at right in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking you, piece of shit. This is, I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> wow. Um, Honestly, and, like I think that um, uh, like permissibility and they, they cancel their own producer. We're <laughs> <laughs> not, not going along with the Bigfoot story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, it's uh, not working out. Um, I, I um, think that um, like we don't need you, um, you know, to believe what we believe, but um, we <laughs> do need you that real quick to yeah. open up your um, your heart a little bit to some more possibilities because this is we not even the wildest thing. Your heart Oh, I'm, I'm fully aware. I'm fully aware. This is not I, even the wildest yeah. shit that, that, that we believe. You don't know what I walked into. Yeah. Right? I know. Okay. I know. Okay. I know what I, this is going to be. Just to button up this story. Um, fun fact. I have been to Ashland. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Um, you she know, was following was 98 this? degrees. You, oh. know, you know the bit that <laughs> yeah. I. You know the bit that I have um, about catching a freebie on my stomach. Yes. That happened in Ashland, what? Oregon. Yeah, I was up. driving uh, to LA with my friend when I was working um, uh, as a personal assistant for an actress, and we had to. So I was driving her car back to LA. And we had to stop for a night in Ashland. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say I saw Bigfoot, <laughs> but feet were involved. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's making so much more sense now. Yeah, well, I, don't, I mean, it's so... Feet thing. Yeah. So if anybody, yeah, if anybody's interested, then you, could, you too could drive to mm. Ashland, potentially see a Bigfoot, mm-hmm. and probably get your toes sucked. Yeah. And that's pretty awesome, right? Somebody mm. might jerk off into your belly. Too. Yeah, like that's pretty cool. See, too. why don't yeah. you guys open with that when it comes mm-hmm. to believing in this Bigfoot shit? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's the community. <laughs> that's the Bigfoot so community. Was, that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to realize you don't. You're not. Uh, you have to be rewarded for your beliefs, right? You can't just. <laughs> it's not, we're not like pitching it's Bigfoot to <laughs> you. You have to come in on your mm-hmm. own accord, and mm-hmm. then you you enjoy the riches. Absolutely. Then we'll open your eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. If you guys are trying to recruit, start with the toe sucking. <laughs> um, but uh, as someone who has been to Ashland, I'm telling you, Bigfoot are are afoot. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I I mean mm. I definitely agree. No matter. And so that's purpose. that adds to the to the validity of this this story. One hundred percent. Really wishing that I said the Beastie Boys thing now I so know. that I could uh, <laughs> you know kind of segue it into a fantastic <laughs> album, but. Uh, <laughs> That was a lot of fun. You know, the, the the opening story is 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 great, but I think when you get something that we're both so passionate about, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> now we have another another piece of the puzzle here. It's great because before when we would do these stories, we're just talking to each other about it. So there's no um um, Nobody's ever disagreed. There's with no palate cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there, but there's no uh, gauge to, to to contrast us against yeah. for for when we just keep going like building and building. No, on I'm each just gonna suss out everything like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, we talk about yeah. it beforehand, so I'll just be like, okay, I'm gonna yeah <laughs> go the other way. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, the reason that we've tuned in today, <laughs> thirty nine minutes into the episode. <laughs> Hey, we hadn't talk we hadn't talked about about um about Bigfoot in a long about time. the the squatch the the squatch in a while. Um, so we Clearly, had to. There's a lot of push down there's shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, when you get a class A sighting, we totally. get excited. We we really do. <laughs> we really do, and it kind of goes to the top of the priority list. You know what I mean? The fact that this um uh, came to our attention while mm-hmm. doing the research for this um mm-hmm. uh, for this album. Yeah, being that. Um, Bigfoot and the BC Boys are so closely related, and I'm um, actually having uh, even having a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just fucking adds to it. 
Yeah, just yeah, it's serendipitous. It really hey, does. we when we were driving here today, I took a route that I no, don't normally take, and we drove by Washburn, walking across the street. Same thing as a big serendipity. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, in yeah. the air. Uh, you guys did see Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> we literally did. Yeah. We literally did. But today, yeah, guys, I wanted to bring to your attention. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We'll get there, Johnny. <laughs> Make it to the hour mark. Oh my god! (laughs) I I just (laughs) if we don't talk about this album, I'm gonna be pissed. (laughs) But I feel like that's where it's going. Am I getting punked on the show now? No, no, go on. Why do you keep? Why do you keep going on tangents? It's crazy. You don't want to talk about the album that you brought on. on. (laughs) Fucking bitch. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, check your head. That's all the time we have. I'm not even going to talk about it. Check your head what the authorities said to the 20-year-old woman in Ashland. (laughs) 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 So many notes. I did. (laughs) So many notes. Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Done? Good? (laughs) Good? Guys, this is a fucking music podcast, all right? I'm trying Mm -hmm. to take this thing seriously. Right. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Right, can we can we can we can we give a little respect right now hey, for an album I'm that just turned respect. thirty years old? Okay, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. On the eve of its fucking well, I guess not really. I don't eve. think it's an um, eve, no, no, but it was April twenty first, right? But you know, so there's a reason that we're doing it. Plus a ten year anniversary of a man's death. You What's know what I mean? What's the opposite of an eve? I don't fucking know. Okay, moving along. Does anybody know? Fortnite. Fortnite. Fort? Fort? No. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean two weeks? I don't know. <laughs> blue moon. Blue moon. Yeah, on the blue moon of the. <laughs> I think that's an Elvis song, but I don't even know what a blue moon is. Blue moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's in the uh, it's blue moon of Kentucky. Uh, hey. Anyways. I don't even know where to go from here. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the, the eve of the anniversary. The eve of the anniversary, yes. But anyway, um, <laughs> what we have this week is, yes, I think a classic um, album, uh, defining album mm-hmm. from a band, I think, that was really um, going through... Um, some personal changes and then kind of like defined their sound um, more so on this record than I think any of the ones um, before. So um, to give proper credit to the 1992 classic, Check Your Head by the Beastie Boys, released on Capitol Records. So goddamn good. Beastie Boys are, of course, Adam Horowitz, Michael Diamond, and Adam Yauch, um, otherwise known as MCA, Mike D, um, and Ad Rock. And uh, basically the... Um, the antithesis of cool to me. I think like if you could um, bottle fucking cool and like put it in a jar, what you would probably Antithesis means have. opposite. Oh, does it? Yeah. Fuck, I don't know any of the words that I'm speaking. <laughs> but I really do. Real Renaissance, man. I really, yeah, it sounds cool when I said it. You know, um, but uh, I think like the, you know, I don't know, if you looked it up in the fucking dictionary, they would, um, they would definitely be there. But what you have is um, a group of young men kind of defining their sound over a period of time, going from a hardcore punk band to um, a group that for, you know, more or less brought um, hip-hop into the mainstream. There's that quote um, from LL Cool J inducting the Beastie Boys into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where they said that uh, Run DMC brought hip-hop kind of to, like, the outside, the um, um, you know, the borders of suburbia, and the Beastie Boys, you know, drove it in, which is kind of weird, basically, because when um, black music becomes popular for whatever reason, in a white society, you will kind of need a white group to to, to drive it home. You know what I mean? Which mm-hmm. is always kind of like weird or whatever that that is the case. But um, if Beastie Boys is that representative for this particular kind of music, then I don't think you could have a better, you know, 
representative mm-hmm. for this kind of thing. So, Jackie, yes. what did you think about this album? Yeah, I mean, like, I've obviously heard this album before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, good. it's funny going back and listening to it because it's so... Um, much more like experimental you know and then i remembered i guess Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah there's just like so much shit going on and i remember like as a kid becoming aware of the beastie boys i forget i think it was just from like um on like much music or whatever they would play their um music videos Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. and we're back yes (laughs) (laughs) um but uh, but yeah. So I think as a kid, I was just kind of aware of them as um, that their music videos were always funny, mm-hmm. and so and I remember it was uh, like the some awards show. I remember they uh, they were you know how before some award shows they have like a whole introduction mm-hmm. for the red it. Red carpet and all that. Yeah. And they no not the red carpet. They have like a whole like video introduction that they do it's like the host trying oh, to make it course. to the show yeah, or whatever yeah, 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 yeah. i remember one of them they were like a part of it and it was like really that funny that was the that's when they did the triple trouble thing and they mm. were all wearing like suits and all that stuff and that's Maybe, um, yeah, they yeah. did the uh uh the like the bigfoot thing that's when they were kind of talking about okay you yeah. know being like where have you guys been blah 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 we were locked yeah. up with bigfoot yeah, kind of yeah, yeah 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 um so yeah and so then as an adult i definitely have gone back um definitely i would say paul's boutique more then I'm trying to think if I've actually gone back and and listened to Check Your Head as an adult, and maybe that's why I was um, I was surprised mm-hmm. by like how how much other shit is going on in there. But yeah, yeah. very enjoyable. If you look at like yeah. their first yeah. three records, I think they're yeah. very different. Yeah, very different from License to Ill is like party <laughs> anthems. You know what I mean? Kind of like yeah. you know produced by Rick Rubin and. Um, at the time that Run DMC is coming out and stuff, and you got to fight for your right to party and no sleep yeah. till Brooklyn, or yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Very different. Once from again, fucking Rick Rubin. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Once again, the fucking goddamn genius. So good. But when they, um, they have a really, a really goddamn cool story because after you, um, you know, they signed to Def Jam and put out License to Ill. They tour and like they tour with Madonna and they're 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 huge. They're selling mm-hmm. millions of records. I think it was sold like nine million or something that year. Yeah. And um. After that, they kind of got off the ride. And Mike D has a really cool quote of saying, like, you know, you just got off the roller coaster and the record label is already giving you a, a, you know, a ticket for the next ride. and You haven't even stepped off yet. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, wait a minute. Like, we want to, you know, kind of chill or whatever and grow as artists rather than, you know, kind of continue to basically just do License to Ill Part 2. Um, so for them to leave, go to Capitol Records mm-hmm. and do Paul's Boutique um, and really change the game as far as, like, sampling is concerned. Yeah. You know, um, and for that to flop commercially speaking then you get a three-year hiatus you know what i mean like you get this weird time where nobody's shining the spotlight on them nobody's like forcing them into a a studio to record and they have three years just to fuck around you know what i mean and then i think um they find like spirituality they find who they you know kind of were um when they were coming out and start speaking out against um you know what i mean all these kind of like frat boy party culture kind of thing or whatever that they were kind of shoehorned into, especially speaking out against like violence against women and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Human rights and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think this album is like the really kind of shapes what they would become kind of for like the rest of their career. Right. And they were comfortable enough to put like hardcore songs on this thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And kind of like uh, make it like lo-fi and like, uh, like weird vocals and stuff like that, distorted vocals and everything like that. Right. So I think that they just like had the, um, like when you take their, production chops as far as like sampling and all that stuff's concerned that you saw in Paul's boutique and then add it to their like skill as musicians 
then fucking you're off to the races mm-hmm. right and um yeah and then uh, to become like i don't know not only like a hip-hop band but i think like to me like one of like the defining like bands in music or whatever yeah. or as like a young kid getting into like punk rock especially and like rage against the machine or like anti-flag and there's like activism attached to your music and some of it is like um a little bit like kind of hard in the paint or whatever right with bc boys you can still have fun and be like yeah. a good person you know what i mean you yeah. can go clown around you can do comedy but do it the right way yeah you know exactly. what i mean right yeah. and i think like that was that was huge to me mm-hmm. ty what's your what's your background with the beasties the, i mean huge because i grew up skateboarding mm-hmm. so it's like there's oh, yeah. a skate band yeah there's such a fucking skate band totally. and like i mean a, a white dude in the suburbs who loves hip-hop it's like of course this is like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep you know a big deal. and it also played an instrument yeah, and totally. listen to all these different kind of things. It's like, yeah, they were like, like they a fly to perfect. shit. Perfect. You're like, oh, uh, it's such a cool story about like, yeah, you're on Def Jam Records. Like mm-hmm. that's in fucking insane, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So then they signed to like Capitol. at the beginning of hip hop too with LL Cool J and Run DMC. You yeah, know I mean that is hip hop. Like that is what right? it is, right? Nuts. So then, like when they get on to Capitol, and then Paul's boutique's like, a, like a, you say, a dud kind of commercially mm-hmm. speaking. Now I think people look back and are like, "This is, you know, of course, yeah, yeah. like yeah. fucking sick." Pet but Sound's kind of a situation or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like discover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody recognizes years later. So then they move out to L.A. Mm-hmm. Right, and they're like, "Oh," and then Capitol just doesn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> yeah. right. No one comes to check on them. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one, like, so they just make G Sun Records, mm-hmm. yep. a studio, which, mm-hmm. from my understanding, is just a music studio and a skate park. That's what it looks yeah. like to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like ultimate space to create and totally. to like all that you're surrounded by all this shit you love Fuck yeah. to do and then they bring it back to like 1980 when they were a punk band mm-hmm. and start picking up their instruments again uh, and it's insane MCA alone this the bass in this yes. album is insane <laughs> yeah. and then the sampling is is not too like Paul's boutique is so great for that and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were so like anti sampling and stuff like that because it felt like it felt like these people were just like kind of you know whatever stealing these things or not, to, to to me it was like people were more mad that like people didn't understand where these things come from and it's like if yes. you listen to the BC Boys talk about these samples they know so that they are students of the fucking oh they game. know exactly yeah. what of the records game, of are course, they were now. talking about there's um uh Jimmy Kimmel was talking to them about um like a band that he was in and the name of the band was like soul love or something like that and ad rock was like do yeah. you know that that or like is um he he mentioned some deep cut of some um band or whatever like that's a great song from like um i think he's like buddy holly or some shit like that mm-hmm. he's like with a great drum beat at the beginning you know what i mean like they yeah. they know exactly mm-hmm. like where yeah, if those you get quest are. going i don't know what that is that's amazing 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. uh yeah such a like such a fucking epic epic album for them and i do really think it like shaped the rest of their their sound for for, for the remainder of it. License, it was fantastic. Totally. But like you said, yeah, there's more kind of party jams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this had so many tracks on it. And then I feel like their video game came through totally. huge in this totally. too, where it was like it started yeah. to be like, oh, these dudes are just doing wild shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think Gratitude's my favorite track off this yeah. whole album. Yep. And it's Fair just like enough. that fuzzy bass, which is crazy because you like hear about it. Apparently, it's like a lick that he had from way That's back the, as in the, the story day, goes yeah it's like right? 20 years just couldn't just find it, it on anything in yeah. several things and mm-hmm. it's like because it's fire yeah. <laughs> it's a weird time to it it's like yeah. it's got this uh this great like uh climbing line for it. it's like a g g sharp a and you know that don't 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 and you're like oh my yeah. god like it's just oh man you get so fired up listen to that. and the video for it is like uh like pink floyd's like live at pompeii yep. yeah which is crazy because it's like mm-hmm. this is probably my 
I probably saw the Pink Floyd thing after that Beastie Boys video. Oh, it was like, what enough. the fuck? Ha- uh, 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 yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a very David Bowie Nirvana situation. Totally. Yeah, you can put it together, right? And if you look at, I was looking at the tracks for uh, for like 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you look of kind of like what is like super popular at the time, this album makes complete fucking sense. Yeah. You got Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana, super <laughs> grungy, yep. fuzzy yeah. as fuck, mm-hmm. right? And then you've also got. Jackie Agnew's karaoke go to <laughs> <laughs> Baby Got Back. <laughs> at, <laughs> at the height of, of, of musical creation, what you have. You've got this like, crazy hip hop beat yep. with this grungy yeah. totally. ass shit. Yeah. Totally, yeah. And that's exactly what this album yeah. is. That's funny. So I was looking like, at the pop yeah. charts and it was uh, Michael Jackson's Black or White also and Tears in Heaven. It <laughs> 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 as well. It's like a big year. Big year. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I saw the baby got back. I was like, yes. Yeah. But yeah. like, I think like that's like, you know, with the, uh, when when video kind of comes into it, and you see like um like MCA even become like further more of like the artistic visionary in the group oh. or whatever. Like um he does the um like the alter ego or whatever Nathaniel Hornblower and he dresses up like the <laughs> like what do you even call that like the Dutch dude or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. A, Like uh, me, you think I'm weird, but you I see have the business suit walking around. Maybe I'm laughing at you now. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. The so funny, just so not breaking and staying so in character, good. and yeah. like and like and different stuff too, right? Like I think um like a lot of the so what you want, you know what I mean? Really simple, like lo-fi, um and like fisheye, low angles, you know, Always kind of fisheye, like, which is a total skateboarding totally. thing. Totally. But then it's if like, you go to like body moving, you know what I mean? They have this whole spy, yeah, that dude, whole weird this thing sword is so fight sick. That yes, dude, <laughs> jumping, <laughs> so funny, right? Um and like they're like just willing to go like where wherever they want to you totally, know what i mean yeah, right yeah, like just don't just give a fuck yeah. and um you know what i mean like i think that uh yeah gratitude probably those it's like it's those songs that kind of stand out different there's it's 20 some, tracks I think, on this album i know i just had to look <laughs> yeah. at the thing but like right? like it's crazy it's you, like there's a chunk fire. of it there's yeah. a chunk of it that goes from like some of the best like i think like the the hip-hop of the generation um and the reason that I love the Beastie Boys so much is that it's so fun and like it's all it feels like friendship because because it's passing them like back and forth. A lot of rap groups, it's like each, sure. each dude gets sixteen bars. Everybody's trying to kind of outdo each other or whatever, mm-hmm. but like there is no kind of one without the they rest. They rap of them. like a band, exactly, yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Right yeah, yeah, when yeah. MCA died, they're not a band anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? They're not going to go out and still like. But they're all just trying to make each other better by like one hundred that they add on. And yeah, that's why that's why they join in on every fresh. end, exactly, <laughs> every right? sentence. So when you do that, you have like some of like the best like um kind of shit from like past the mic going all the way into like um jesus christ what is that like time for living fucking is that is like one of the is is a hardcore jam that could go up against any for 80s sure. new york city right. hardcore yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean yeah. but like where they're and, from and like, the yeah, still got these, they're, still, they're, they're still brooklyn kids totally. right so totally. like, yeah, yeah. you know and then like um and like going from there into this like i'm um, like biz marquee just dropping in on a weird interlude in, in between there too you know what i yeah. mean mm-hmm. like over like a ted nugent sample and stuff like there's mm-hmm. yeah um they whatever the fuck is cool to them is cool right and there's no like yeah. they set the trends rather than kind of follow anything totally, right yeah, which yeah. is and always doing their own thing 100 percent. Right? it was a huge like oh you can like all this shit like they were mm-hmm. such a mix like they just did everything that you're like oh these dudes are into like all of this shit totally where it's mm-hmm. like oh my dad's shit doesn't have to be corny or whatever like 100%. that or fucking yeah. whatever you yeah. know what I mean it's like oh no you yeah. can incorporate all these things totally mm-hmm. and then, and stand up like it's, it's cool too because especially at the time of like in the 90s when you know 
I mean, Nirvana and a lot of those, uh, like, I mean, you're basically, it's setting the scene for like what, like, you know, Limp Bizkit and New Metal and shit is going to kind of come, yeah. um, like later. And for them to kind of start out as like a 1980s, like hardcore with that same kind of sensibility or whatever, like punk rock kind of ethos, um, put your money where your mouth is kind of shit. As soon as they wanted to like kind of switch up their, um, uh, for what they were doing from License to Ill to like the becoming the people who they became with Free Tibet movements and all that kind of shit. Um, you know, you have them idolizing the bad brains and being like, wait a minute, we can be just as like, you know, we can actually be, you know, mm -hmm. like real positive sources for change and like the re in the actual real world, which is kind of fucked, right? If you want to like see like who's the like the kind of person that um, would make the younger you proud, you know, to, to know that he grew into rarely happens when you get money and fame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who makes millions of dollars and becomes a better person? Yeah. Exactly. Right? Which I think is, like, pretty remarkable that uh, they are just, like, the, you know what I mean? That's just what cool is, right? To, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? that That's the definition, you know, of it to them. Yeah. They're going to do it regardless, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, um, yeah, is, it was, like, that, that's, that's that inspirational thing or whatever. When you see that when you're a kid, you're like, oh, okay, there's, like, there's a way to do it. My, brother, my brother's friends listen to Pantera, and I'm like, I'm not going to act like those guys. <laughs> these guys yeah. you know what I mean, right? yeah. and not a dig at like you know what i mean the fucking music because pantera is a fantastic band but you know like when the, the fans ruin the band yeah, oh of course yeah, the yeah, culture that, that it encourages and shit around for sure. their stuff yeah, yeah for sure i'd rather just like yeah listen to walk in my headphones and go to one of those concerts and actually just yeah. know they kind of stand around some of those guys or whatever right mm -hmm. so um but not the case with the beastie boys we fucking i'm like stoked when you meet somebody that's like like really into him that person's probably more than likely going to be a fun person yeah, <laughs> you, know yeah I mean? you just know that oh you fucks with this like then, totally. you, mm -hmm. then you i kind of have a bit of an idea of a bunch of stuff that you fuck with uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah totally for mm -hmm. sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where um bu -bu 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 -bum, bu -bu -bu -bum. yeah i had um oh shit i had all those questions set up but i can't remember what they were <laughs> <laughs> back to bigfoot <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It's just, uh, it's like such a perfect album. It's like when you see Scott, I don't know, when I saw Scott Pilgrim vs. the World for the first time, I was like, this is like everything that I like. Really? I've never is seen that movie. Is it awesome? It's, dude, it's like, it's yeah. so dope. Oh, really? It's really, really good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, so much music in it, and then like video games and shit, and then like just yeah. funny stuff. Okay. And it's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's really, really, really good. It's like, it's yeah. kind of that, uh, the same vibe of like, oh, wow, this has whole bunch of shit that I really, really like. Mm -hmm. uh, all, all in one thing. I don't have to be uh, ashamed. I, I feel like uh, it also kind of... I don't know, man. It made you like feel cool as a kid, being like, "Oh, you were like, into these the right, like you these were are all the right things idea. that I, you would get made fun of." Like, yeah, skating wasn't really skateboarding wasn't fucking really that no, cool fuck yet. No, man, you were fucking yeah. skid if you like skated. We were skids, fucking yeah. dirty kids, all that shit. They called us all kinds yeah, of crazy right? shit or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. We were like, I just want to be like a skateboarder. Like, yeah. no, if you didn't play mm -hmm. hockey in my town, fucking, you know what I mean? Then yeah, you're exactly. A piece of shit. Mm -hmm. totally. And then these dudes dropped, and was like, "Oh, what? This is fucking so sick." Oh yeah. Yeah, it's always cool when someone just isn't like afraid to break the the convention and break the norms like in music or um or with movies or yeah, or art, comedy right? mm -hmm. or whatever and like yeah to do um like exactly what you want to do and you're not like uh like copying anyone else and it's it can be like super out there but i think as long as you're like confident with it and um it's always going to resonate with with someone and then you see like a whole other um it generates so much afterwards of then people, uh, you know, taking from that. Like with Scott Pilgrim, you see mm -hmm. kind of elements of that, like coming into the the, the zeitgeist after sure. that. Yeah, yeah you yeah. kind of start to see like people as, are um, like um, admirable 
people will always be more affected by someone who's like doing art that speaks to them uh even if it's so out of left field and so Mm -hmm. like no one else could make could make this it's always going to like speak to people and then i think those things become um more uh, a part of the culture and stuff because they're so like out there when they first come out totally and i think that Mm. like um especially for like if you're a kid that is um kind of into any kind of like counterculture there's um something that the regular kind of society isn't you know that's there's an itch that's not being scratched from all that other stuff or whatever right so then when you kind of um uh when you start to see the thing that you kind of grew grew up with become now skateboarding is in the olympics and you know what i mean like scott pilgrim is featuring Mm -hmm. all that kind of music and stuff like that that you that you know that you were listening to in the day it kind of like solidifies there, there's, there's something like without taking any ego away from it, you're kind of mm-hmm. like, fuck, I knew I was on the right thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah. knew I was yeah. on the right this path. This shit was dope. Fuck yeah, yeah right? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And if, I um, knew this shit was dope. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, and then yeah. you yeah. see exactly. the people that would have like kind of made fun of it before kind of copying those, you know, those yeah. things and doing oh, it that's shitty. The bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Funk, right? And yeah. I think yeah. that that's the thing is when you can kind of spot like the, um, like the innovators or like the true pioneers and stuff like that, that you would, um, you know, that, that I would call the beastie boys. And the reason that, um, that I'm comfortable saying that is because they would probably dispute that. Right. They would, they know very well their influences and like, you know, like find them standing on the, on the shoulders of giants. The first thing that they said when they're inducted into a rock and roll hall of fame is just to even be said to be mentioned in the same, you know, words as run DMC and the bad brains or whatever. Like their, their whole thing is like, is, is, well, um, it's always going to be is, like is check a, everything else out, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, an amalgamation of all of everything that you like, and especially in like a kind of band situation, they're all bringing in their own influence and mm-hmm. stuff. So it's always going to be like a a mishmash of everything brought together. And then, yeah, I think the people that do then try to um, that aren't inspired by it, but try to like copy it, and you can tell when it's like not authentic because they don't have the same influences they're just trying to copy the thing that's mm-hmm. popular exactly like when fucking uh like when fucking andy kaufman was was doing his thing i'm sure like obviously none of us were around at that time but how many fucking people i'm sure were trying to do andy kaufman at open mics 100 we see it we fucking and i'm sure at first how many people are doing dave Chappelle now yeah and when andy kaufman um, was coming up people thought he was a fucking lunatic you know i mean still many people like do he probably he was (laughs) but like you know like and him like doing that thing uh coming up was i'm ridiculed you know until it became popular until people kind of turned on to it and then you get the people that um are just trying to copy what's popular now you know and it's not um it's fake in the funk right and i think like it's really easy to sniff out but um at the same time i think um it might be easier for us to sniff out because you care about the art that you like right i think if Mm -hmm. something's mass produced for um you know the that kind of middle America mall um, top 40s kind of crowd or whatever, mm-hmm. right? They don't want to be challenged and they like something that uh, that's accessible or whatever, right? So, yeah. I mean, so I th- it's, it's almost like, um, like you know, corporate America or Capitol Records will fucking, you know, package mm-hmm. up Donny Osmond and sell it, you know, right, you know, to those people because there's an audience for it, yeah. right? But I think that... What you see is, is Tony Osmond the guy too that they were like that's why Capital is yeah, ignoring him for. Said, yeah, exactly. That's like a famous quote, right? Totally. It's like the the owner of Capital Records is like, I don't have any time to focus on this album with you boys because mm-hmm. I got <laughs> Donny Osmond's got a comeback. Coming. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? And for yeah. them to just acknowledge that and be like, no, that's cool, man. 
they like <laughs> that's cool, right? Because yeah. the the best thing that they could ever do is sign a multi you know contract or multi album contract with these guys. This because gave there's them no the space, dude. Exactly. Like, honestly, it was like the biggest like having that that commercial flop, mm-hmm. yeah. whatever. Yeah, uh, was literally one of maybe the best things that happened because totally. they got all this time where no one was checking in on it. Mm-hmm. When you yeah. like, especially back then when you had these when you were that huge. Yeah, do you know how many people are looking at your shit oh that are God. in the studio while totally. you're recording, telling you. No. Yeah, this yeah. isn't gonna work. Yeah. Like words you're saying, mm-hmm. where yeah. it's like totally I don't well, know. Eminem in LA. famously has all those uh, like the Paul sketches or whatever throughout his albums and shit like that. Being like, I we can't put this out. What the fuck? The label's breathing down my. You know, when you're dealing with that much money yeah. on the line, you know what I mean? There's um, you're 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 an artist, but at some point too, like you're still you're a commodity that you know what I mean that that is mm-hmm. there too. There's a lot of people that are putting up a lot of money for you to hopefully make it back, right? And I think you see that like in art and especially in music all the time where someone, uh, an album will do really well and they'll skyrocket to fame and then obviously... Uh, the people are pushing them to just do the same thing, make the same thing over and over and there's all that pressure on them because Mm -hmm. they're so fucking popular to Mm -hmm. make money for all these other people, you know? And then... um, when it happens, you, the pressure is too much and or you try to do something more experimental, whatever it is, and you get a flop and then you do have the freedom to like, again, be more creative and do your own thing. And I, you see it happen all the time and it's kind of, um, yeah, like a blessing in disguise mm-hmm. because you have more space. You don't have people fucking breathing down your neck telling you yeah. to do one thing. Yeah, it's weird. And it, it, I, it seems like they weren't in a rush, you know what I mean, right? Because like if... um. No, there's a big if you gap don't, in between. It, these. Yeah, exactly. It's about three years, right, in between uh, in between this and um, um, Paul's boutique. So if you um, have that and you can recognize that, you know, wait a minute, we're just gonna go, like, I don't know, essentially like back to your roots, right? Because what you kind of do then once you like establish that sound is it's it's funny because we're saying like it's probably the best thing that happened because it's all it's all hearsay, right? Mm-hmm. But you can kind of see within their actions that they weren't rushing to get you know what I mean the next project out, and then when you um, like. <laughs> they find that fucking sound and then and then fucking nail it because ill communication comes out after this you know what i mean hello nasty follows and all of that shit you know what i mean is um is you know fucking sabotage comes you know what i mean like yeah. all these kind of things that um that are like the the mm-hmm. defining 90s fucking <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. sounds uh, sounds for sure mm-hmm. and um and images too as well right if you're There's if you so grew up on on, on, like on, specific on mtv like or if you grew up on like much music or whatever right then like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff is is burned into my head anyway like with mm-hmm. them in the 70s suits or them in the totally, um, the spy yeah. shit or them in the fucking um uh like the sabotage yeah. video and the with the high vis vest and stuff but that's definitely like i think the impact they made on me as a kid is that they were so much a part of that like mtv mm-hmm. slash i mean in canada music yeah. like that music video era oh like man. that and was like so the much best yeah. and the best yeah. of them right the yeah. best of them too foo fighters were fun they had like mm-hmm. um they had some cool videos and the, totally you know what i mean there yeah. was some stuff that i was just watching because it was mm-hmm. like it was the only thing that i watched just like love and music but you know there's something different between like um like hit me baby one more time or like the you know the nsync fucking like pop videos and stuff like that there's yeah, something very yeah. different when the beastie boys comes on right after that and you're like yeah. oh wait a minute these guys i could have seen the beastie boys themselves. in that puppet video though dude yeah, oh that would have been awesome man <laughs> they, they would have done it so much fucking cooler but um, hit me baby one more time i would love to see a, a beastie it. boys cover <laughs> hit me baby one more time i, I mean the, the backstreet beasties there, there's yeah. <laughs> way to do it. There's got to be like if the, if you can deep fake shit, right? There's got to be like a music uh, if AI gets to like that kind of point or whatever, where you just like 
plug in two different albums to like an AI simulator. Uh, those mashups are huge, though, dude. Yeah. Everyone loves that shit. Dude, like there's Careless a, Whisper and Rebel Yell at the same time. Man, no, there's like, fucking. Oh, yeah, baby. There's a whole album of No Effects meets DOS Effects. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's fucking <laughs> awesome, man. There's like so many of them. Yeah. Um, or He's Jimi Hendrix and the Wu Tang Clan too. That's a good one. If you there's so you know you know important. Uh, I'm just thinking about sorry. There's so, you know how important of a band you are is when you identify certain tones, yeah. sounds, or looks or anything like like that. Like we joke about the fish islands. Yeah. But totally. it's like yeah. that is the follow back. Yep. That's the yeah. Beastie Boy shot. That is just 100%. known as the Beastie Boy yeah. shot. Totally. And anybody yeah. that does it now, we uh, it's uh, it's almost paying homage. There are yeah. certain yeah. scratches you know I mean? that I'll hear. Like a, there's a certain yep. kind of record scratch that like that's a Beastie like not Boy a great scratch. Yeah. on there. It's it's <laughs> you know what I mean. It, but it's ad rock and it's, it's on like, this fucking record and it's yeah. like ad rock on the cut. It's like I re, I re, it's not yeah, that yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. that skillful. But like you know, but in comparison to like DJ Premier or yeah. DJ Scratch or whatever, you know what I mean? Cuber, like those. When you identify guys. certain things like that too, Hell like yeah. oh, this is like reminds me of this mm-hmm. artist because mm-hmm. of this. Like, totally. that's insane. Yeah, yeah, there's um and like even even like the vocals and stuff on this album when they um like purposefully use like weird mics to distort their voices and stuff like that. There's something yeah. about that fucking sound that yeah that stamps it in like um. In history of me, like I fucking had this on cassette in my um, in a shitty uh, Oldsmobile that I had for a long time, and then when I um, lost my license, I gave that um, tape to my friend Shelby. Mm-hmm. It was funny because the reason that I picked this album is because my friend Shelby doesn't want me to do a record that we both love because he wants to to come on the show, which is great. But hurry up and get down to Vancouver, motherfucker. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we were talking about Shelby. Fuck that guy. <laughs> So I'm sure you're very nice. He's, oh, he's, he's been. He did the, uh, our, well, yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> the, um, piece of shit. <laughs> but it was funny because he, I, funny he fired up about that Bigfoot stuff, guys. Sorry. Yeah, it was a few weeks ago. Piece of shit. <laughs> I love that insult because people say it so casually, but if you think about it, what a thing to call someone. <laughs> piece, yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is a real piece of shit. <laughs> he's a fucking dirtbag. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet he is. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like yeah. it. Yeah. That's, that's about the only reaction you get. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, yeah. It's actually funny too because every time that we walk into stores together, um, security will leave me alone and they'll follow him around for whatever reason. Cool. Which is which I is a bummer. Should have got a description of this guy before I called him that. Right? No, he's all good. No, no, no he's like about a real six piece foot of shit. eight. No, you yeah. don't have to. Uh, I'm the one that's stealing. Like I don't know. That's always the funny part. Though, like, yeah, they're always following the wrong guy. That's perfect then. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah it works out. Boy. I stole an Orlando uh, Magic jersey from. Uh, Value Village. Shaquille O'Neal. Um, Tracy McGrady. Oh, yeah, dude. Fire jersey. Number one. No. Yeah, it was Fire awesome. Jersey. It was awesome. You still got that shit? <laughs> no, it was a long time ago. It was white. It was in the way. Yeah, and it, uh, you know, when the boy of the buffalo, when you, when you, when you drink. When you it drink. was a very white thing for you to do to wear a basketball jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was white. <laughs> I was drinking cheap beers with it on the on the on the Okanagan beaches for many years, and then uh, yeah, it, about it right. Yeah, it. just sitting yeah. on a beach in a fucking white basketball yeah. jersey. Oh yeah, just oh, looking yeah. for the Ogopogo. Huh? Yeah. Fucking right, man. I got a headlamp on and shit. I'm only out there between ten o'clock and the hours of sunrise and ten o'clock in the day, and I'm gonna find some shit. That's that. That's like a. 
that that's a Bigfoot sighting. It's Johnny with long arms swinging it in a fucking no. See, like you guys, jersey. that's what you guys think that. But I'm from uh, like a, a more heavily wooded area. You don't really Bigfoot hunt up in the Okanagan with the desert as kind of like terrain and stuff like that. The woods right. just aren't as heavy. You know what I mean to to withstand. You know, Bigfoot. We know. So you, so there's very it's too hot. It, it's it is true. too hot. Yeah, too hot that's hot why it's that, more you know like um. You'll yeah, find significantly the, less Bigfoot sightings in the Okanagan yeah, than you in the Yeah, because the Okanagan is too far inland. You know, it it's gets true. the weather is more extreme. That's why Pacific Northwest is more of a Bigfoot hotbed. You know, like um, yeah, like along the coast or like on the, like the island and shit. I would know, say yeah, like more basically like as far as like Spokane climate. area and like yeah, yeah, because Bigfoot they're they're covered in fur. You don't want them to overheat. That's why you don't find them in in desert land. You know, that's no, and you never would, right? You know what I mean? Because they're just they're they're a smart industrious creature. Yeah, and there's nowhere to hide there. What are they gonna? Gonna fucking hide in some f- in the fucking in a fucking vineyard in a fucking what, vineyard. Big, 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 you think you're gonna fucking they hide out? grapes, dude. They, yeah, yeah. They everybody grapes. knows everybody that. Everybody knows that. Everybody yeah. knows. Money maker. Tell Finally, you. thanks for getting yeah. on board with this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> took you minutes. Took around. an hour and twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, yeah. Final thoughts on the album. Um. Yeah. Good. Uh. Solid. Solid. Uh. Solid album. Check mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. 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 I think. Um. I think yeah. it's awesome. Live your life by these philosophies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by, by the rules and stuff like that. This is a great like During traveling album. Like, yes. like if you're just like whatever. If you're like on commute anywhere. Like if you're on the bus. You're driving. Mm-hmm. Like whatever. It's just such a good. There's such a good feel good band. Yes. Uh. And but like saying real shit at the same time. Hundred so percent. Yeah. 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 Lighten up. Don't take yourself yeah. too seriously, but at the same time, fucking be the change that you want to mm-hmm. be in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled for for the big feet and the mm-hmm. she feet. And they're um, out there. They're out there. You know. We believe and uh, we believe <laughs> we <laughs> believe <laughs> all <laughs> we believe all sightings. Not all. We believe. Um, we when believe is a, all. When is a, a it was class A sightings. Class, class A sightings. Take it you seriously. Know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, don't ever take any of this kind of stuff with a grain of salt. And if you um, exactly, see yeah. a Bigfoot, you have any kind of sighting, definitely contact your local authorities. Contact yeah. us. Um, contact definitely try us to keep. Sure. Um, uh, try to keep the guns away. You know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah, definitely. yeah. You don't want the don't contact the news. You don't mm-hmm. want this to be blown up. And that's why we probably haven't heard about the most credible sightings because people who respect uh, the land and respect uh, the popu- the Bigfoot population know that you don't um, you don't need to report it. No, you, you keep, keep it to this, your fucking self. We don't hush talk hush. to police. And that's what's uh, questionable about Mr. Moneymaker here is why do you need a whole organization? Why can't we just keep it to ourselves? 100%. You know, live amongst uh, the feet. More on this next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> <laughs>